Something about the way that you started off. All right. And we're back. It yeah. sounds so... I'm practicing for my shot at it's, NPR. It's harmonious. Yeah, it does sound like NPR. Well, that growing up, I spent a lot of time listening to Minnesota Public Radio, and I always kind of thought that someday I might... I was actually kind of a little bit of a narcissistic dream job to think, like, I could speak in an articulate, intelligent fashion about classical music. It's and like crisp and buttery, the way that you start this off. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> um, what's new with you? It's been about a week since we recorded, and I know I goddamn live with you, but illuminate our <laughs> listeners at you home. You poor thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, nothing has really changed. I still work. I've been setting up more boundaries for myself because I was feeling extremely burnt out. I think that was pretty evident from the get-go. I mean, I've been burnt out since, like, last July um, because of the pre-college yeah, program. really and working like a dog. Yeah, and there hasn't been, like, an actual, like, a vacation that I have had where I felt rejuvenated. I mean, there's been, like, winter break and all of that, but I need... Uh, I need a vacation that I direct. I think a break you, that I direct. I'm really glad that you like were very deliberate and planful, if that is a word. Planful. You were very deliberate about taking this weekend <clears throat> off to do mm-hmm. a good amount of nothing, but also like some stuff that is important to you. I think on a fundamental level, like drawing and cooking yeah. and getting yeah. outdoors. Yeah. I'm um, glad that you did that, but I think, for what it's worth, I think you committing to like working seven and a half hours every day and no more would be a really good step in the right direction and i agree you do need like a vacation vacation yeah well Well, it's hard because you're like a jack of all trades to the institution you work for when people don't really know who else to call they're like well matt's on site well matt will be able to do this he can open that door well yeah (laughs) um yeah that is that is the thing i think since we've had to be more uh, we've had to track our time I don't think that's any secret I think a lot of organizations are starting to do that but yeah that just kind of opened my eyes the first week where we had to start tracking our time realizing how much I work when I'm actually quote unquote like on the clock because I'm salaried so I'm not like clocking in and out so you know I was doing I was timing myself you know, and then, you know, I was doing nine, sometimes ten, ten and a half, eleven hours on the weekdays, and then an additional <laughs> additional two to five on the weekends, right. Whereas, um, like, and then it's like that unclocked time, you know, where I'm, like, sitting on the right. couch, and then an email will come in, and it's like, oh, I can just respond to this email Or it's like 8 phone. p.m., and someone knocks on your door. Someone knocks on my door, or I have to do, I'm doing rounds every night, yeah. but... And, like, the foil to that is, like, me working for a fucking trillion dollar tech company where if I work like more than five minutes before or after my scheduled shift management like takes me out with a blow dart <laughs> it's so strictly what a regulated life that would be um, um it well, has its pros and cons oh there's um, literally it's only cons for me at this point because until I actually work I've almost been in this position for a year I will be in this position a year in early June and in the whole scheme of things, salary is supposed to be this wonderful mechanism in which some weeks you work more than 40, other weeks you work less than 40. You get the job done, and some weeks it's great, some weeks are slower. 
Um, I have never worked 40 hours or less <laughs> in a work week from starting yeah. this position. So I would like at some point to not only be able to consistently take advantage of what salary is feasibly supposed to entail, but also not feel guilty about it mm-hmm. and not feel like behind or feel supported institutionally if I do like work less than 40 a week. Well, and I also do think... But it's impossible. I think to some extent you do need to just say no to doing yeah. things, which I think you're starting, starting to get better to. at. You I'm just need to, to say, like, I'm not available past right. this time. And that's the thing is there are like these unspoken expectations that I'm starting to just be like, nah, fuck it, whatever. I mean, like, as long as a student isn't injured or dying or in desperate need And or I think that's whatever, the relativity. Like, that's where who, I'm getting... <laughs> It's One like, of the things I tell myself a lot to, like, assuage my anxiety is, like, is no one... Is it a swage or a swage? I don't know. I'm but sorry. One of the things I do to self-soothe is, like, well, no one died, <laughs> no one lost a finger, right. no one was blinded, right. no one crashed their car. Like, these things are comparatively really unimportant right. and trivial. I mean, all jobs, as we've come to see in the last few weeks, are really just, like, made up so that we can pass the time and sell our labor for capital in the hopes that we can retire someday. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, it's all a farce. It's all farcical. And really, one of the points I was going to make, I don't know if I talked about this last time, but, like, oh, the longer there. this stretches on, I just, I'm becoming more and more radicalized in terms of, like, <laughs> labor and human rights. Like, the whole, I was very interested to see what was happening on April 1st, and I don't know if I just wasn't on Twitter much that day or if I just didn't do enough digging but like i was really curious to see how the rent strike was going to play out oh. i think may 1st will be much more interesting because we all Probably. know that this is going to last well until then because americans aren't social distancing aren't taking shit seriously oh god it's a filthy country god <laughs> um, why was i born here but yeah um working on it setting up boundaries not feeling guilty for saying no because you know what? At the very at the end of the day, bottom line, contractually, I'm not supposed to be working as much as I am, and no. I am happy to do a lot of the job that I do. And I know a lot of people are appreciative, um, and I know there are a lot of people, both institutionally and the people that I serve, i.e., students and their parents, who are you know appreciative and just very supportive. But yeah, you know, with every problem that I solve, it's just a bit of a hydra effect. Mm-hmm. And Well, I think to some extent, too, like, the first year on the job, wherever you work, is really, like, learning the culture, the procedures, the structures, right. the people you work with. And then everything after that is just kind of refining and perfecting your skill set right. and becoming more confident. So I think this coming year will be really fruitful for you because you'll oh. you'll have done it all really no that's that's true i will have done it all um i mean and there's just i mean we can stop talking about my job we can move on but i guess to no i know oh my god oh my god about <laughs> what, me. babe let's come on baby i'm sorry Oh my god, I just, I mean, I feel like a broken record. I complain, complain to my coworkers all the time about how I work so much, but on the other side, I just now really started to step, you know, put my foot down and set up those boundaries. So part of it is because I didn't know how to say no, but another part of it is, like, institutionally there are these 
and like hidden expectations where I have office hours and that's standard and I don't foresee that ever not being a thing, you know, and if I weren't to come in, you know, and do my office hours, granted this is in a hypothetical non-quarantined parallel universe, but I guess I'm just going to start rambling and complaining about like the... The social connotations within my job but i, guess I think what really it boils matter. down to is that like you have a sweet gig but it's stressful and tiresome you know what i mean like yeah no i mean i i'm very grateful for the position i have i think i think anyone's grateful for a job right now if i yeah no kidding <laughs> if i don't stop myself i won't stop is really what i think is. that's yeah i mean I'll it's just, just your character going. i'll work myself to death it is my yeah. character something about like jesus only liking people who are productive that's a thing to some people. God. Well, you just break yourself out of poverty because Jesus is a capitalist, don't you know? Wasn't there something... Oh, I was talking to my friend Ryan who reached out to me on Instagram. And this is a perfect little segue because he was like... My parents were driving me fucking insane because he was already in quarantine twice. He was abroad God. in China teaching English. I think he's been doing it for a couple years and then came back to the States because he's actually going to grad school at UW-Madison but he's in this weird little interim right now where, like, the term doesn't start for quite a while. So he's just, like, at his mm. parents' house in quarantine. And he was complaining about how fucking horrible it is to live with your parents. Um, relatable content. What? But he was like, you know, I'm trying to be productive, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, like, the notion of productivity really only applies to a world that existed a month ago. Right. And all, mean, of, those, to some extent. all of those woke scolds on Twitter who are, like encouraging people to like get a side gig or like perfect a hobby are the same people who blame poverty on the individual and not the failing yeah. of a structure yeah, like the government or academia that's really supposed to like bolster people's welfare right um so i mean we were just talking about this earlier how i mean not to bring it back to my to my job, but oh my god, um, just like how we establish what quote unquote skilled labor is, and then how right. we put, how exactly do we put a price tag on that? Because there are there are plenty of people, and I'm not I'm not talking shit per se, but there are a number of people in any sort of educational institution, not just my institution, but you know. If I spent enough time training, you know, give me a couple months or give me some on-the-job experience and I could do their position and their position inherently, for some reason, is worth more than my position. And, like, that's just calling a spade a spade. Like, that's just the, like, objective truth. And I'm not saying I don't get paid enough. I am very grateful for what I have and what I've been able to accomplish right out of school. Um... Well, here's the here's. But it's just it's just bizarre. It is kind of bizarre what labor is deemed more valuable. Expensive yeah. and valuable. Well, here's the here's the truth. Here's the tea. A month and a half ago, conservatives would have condemned grocery store workers and gas station workers as unskilled labor, shouldn't be mm -hmm. making more than minimum wage. But the fact of the matter is. Billionaires have been nowhere to be seen, and it's quote-unquote unskilled labor that's suddenly a necessary service to keep society afloat, which is the truth. That's been the case all We've along. That, but yeah. if we start talking about fair and adequate compensation for people in that bracket of labor, we have to start talking about redistributing wealth, and that makes people anyone... 
that makes anyone above a certain income bracket very uncomfortable. Right, because no one wants to admit that there's a they've huge... been profiting off of that system. No one wants. To, I mean, no one earns. No one earns a million dollars ethically. Maybe a no. million. Are you kidding? Uh, Maybe over, like, your entire life. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Sure. But to be Elon Musk level or Jeff Bezos level, it's it's foolhardy and delusional to defend someone like that because they have enough money to just really, like, flip a switch and solve homelessness or nationwide hunger, things like that. I think the perfect allegory for everything that's happening right now in terms of wealth inequality during this crisis is Elon Musk sending those <laughs> those purported <laughs> ventilators to LAX, and then like customs found out that they were like CPAP machines, so they weren't even like functionally useful for people who are suffering from coronavirus. And like that's just it. Like we go on and on about how like these billionaires are but, like, like these him, right? diamond-minded geniuses who like earn their wealth, but like you can oh, also be God. a billionaire at the head of a tech company if your parents just like own an emerald mine in South Africa. What a complete <laughs> dumbass. Um, anyway, all of that to say, I'm doing well. Oh, yeah. How are, how are <laughs> um, you doing? I'm good. I think we, you and I, had a very dystopian day in the sense that we went out for a walk this morning because mm. the weather is quite lovely here in Milwaukee. And the Don't coffee shop. No, it's like it's sunny. Not lovely. It's like today sunny. It's sunny. Most of the time, it makes me feel like shit. But Most today of the time is really the sun lovely. Is gone and my plants are suffering. Um, but like we went to order coffee. And I was just, like, so kind of um, gobsmacked because, first of all, yeah, coffee, houses, coffee houses don't need to be open. But a couple days ago, they put printout menus in the window and, like, instructions for ordering via QR code. So I, like, mm-hmm. opened up the camera app on my phone, scanned it, like, punched in my order and paid using Apple Pay, of course. Um, all while outside. Yeah, all while outside. And, like, ten minutes later, a barista delivered our drinks and, like, Outside. There were, yeah, and there were a couple of people who were social distancing around us, but it just kind of felt like we were all standing around like, this is this is just, like, life now. Even ordering coffee, which we, we shouldn't be doing. We don't need to. Um, but we want to support local business. But it was a very curious experience, and, like, everyone was kind of nervous, but no one was really acknowledging... The elephant in the room. And then, like, what was really trippy to the me, and... the barista, like, kept locking the door after every time she delivered a drink. Which makes sense, because otherwise people are just going to fucking wander Some in. Some bitch tried to walk in. I watched her do it. <laughs> I was like, no. Um, Read the sign. But it's just kind of like, wow, this is this is what it's come to. This is getting really bad. I mean, we're at over a thousand cases in Milwaukee, last I checked, which was sometime yesterday morning, I think. I'm trying to stay a little bit more unplugged this week. Mm. Um, but then, like, going to the grocery store... What a fucking shit show that was. Just to get, like, enough to... Like, a a little bit of produce and some butter so I can make snickerdoodles later, because I'm going absolutely fucking stir-crazy without little tasks to do. I've always liked baking. It's just, I think I'm one of those gays now who's like, what else is there to get my messy little hands in? Um, but no one was social distancing. There was a good amount of, like, face masks and gloves, but it was so, like, haphazard and inconsistent... There was that goddamn woman just oh touching God, every piece of broccoli. <laughs> every fucking broccoli. Picking up. I'm not, we're not kidding. She spent like five to ten minutes at broccoli. Even in a sanitary, undiseased time, I would look at a woman like that and want to hit her. But in the apocalypse, first it of all, we don't like, hit women. Right. Um, but in the apocalypse, we don't spend minutes at produce just picking all of them up. Touching every Touching everyone, one. putting it back. That's the thing. If God you're gonna, gave you if you're eyes. Gonna... Use them. 
I always told people I was Be a real bitch. Her. I was a real bitch in high school. I'm keeping her the benefit of the doubt. Whenever I was like me. holding an object or a or like getting into something that my friends wanted to do. People would be like, let me see that, and would like hold out their hands, and I'd be like, well, you see with your eyes, not your hands. I used to Dip say that shit. shit too. I love it. That's I was... probably why we're gay. Because <laughs> God we're struck us finicky down. assholes. <laughs> God was like, you want suffering? Here you go. Yeah, you want to be <laughs> anal about every aspect of your life. God, now you love anal. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh, oh. We'll get it in Redacted. Um, two things I wanted to talk about, um, and they're like totally inconsequential tidbits, but they were really funny to me. Um, I just saw on Twitter, let me see if I can... Of course you did. I'm... Stop. Um, I'm not even gonna bother looking for what liberal woke scold it was, but, like, some, like, (laughs) lesbian feminist tweeted, like, is the Karen slur, like, really fair? It seems like it comes from a place of, like, class prejudice. And, like, all I could think to myself... And, of course, like, the ratio was ridiculous, like, over 2,000 replies, but, like... The underlying consensus is, like, imagine being so privileged and in such a protected class that you literally have to, like, scrounge around for oppression. God, And, like, this woman's reasoning was, like, I have a partner named Karen and I love her very much. It just seems like men don't ever get that. And I'm, like... I mean, she's got a point. I can see that angle, but, like, you're really, you're really, like reaching and you really want to be marginalized if you're a white woman complaining about the karen joke if you're a if you're a lesbian you probably just you automatically don't apply for the karen um but like i also think it's so not for that sorry to cut you off but like totally not that demographic when we're when we say god fucking karen's at it again you know it's that like middle-aged white woman well and it's also it's about entitlement it's about wealth and it's about and oh and the, I think that's like my real issue with the whole feminism thing. Oh my god, David. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Stop it. But the point I would make is simply that like once certain people, especially people who have like garnered fame and fortune on like Twitter or in the journalism field or what have you, like once you're in that project protected class of like white women above a certain income bracket, like, you kind of shed all plausible deniability because you can be like, well, no one would say something like that to me if I if I wasn't a woman. or like, you know, It's mm-hmm. just like, come on. It's a fucking joke about suburban white women. And, like, everyone knows it to be true on some level, but, like, oh you're just God, looking for something yeah. to be mad about. Right. I you mean, she's, it's like, she's <sighs> lesbian. She's got plenty of other things she could be mad about. Other things, right, other like types of oppression that are more valid. Redirect that ire towards, like, trans people being murdered in the streets during an ongoing health crisis. God. You know, like, or just re- murdered in the streets all the time. Yeah, fuck. I mean, it's just... Anyway, that's all I really had to say about it. I just thought it was such a fucking joke. Right, well, and I wanted to make a point of, like... <laughs> hold on. Roasting this woman. There's the cat is just like incessantly attacking his little toy. So for anyone, I really who's want him here, to like squeak out, Chester. Oh, oh I hope we got squeak. that. I hope I we got really that. Hope we got that. <laughs> Chester, come on up. Anyway, um, we should talk. But um, back to your point. I don't know if you saw, and I'm pretty confident this woman's name is Karen. But did you see that Facebook post going around from this literally middle-aged white woman named Karen? I'm pretty sure she's white. Correct me Barbara, if, if she wasn't, I mean, right? If yeah. she wasn't white, I apologize. But We I'm don't have sure enough followers wasn't. to, like, have someone pull up the receipts, but... Well, I, I'm, you know, whatever. But, um, I, I don't know if you saw that post of hers going around, just essentially being, 
uh, a coronavirus truther believing that the coronavirus was fabricated by the government to take our rights away and to control us. Now we can only shop at certain stores. Now we can't leave the house. Now we have to do this because the government demands it. We hate big government. I've got my guns to protect myself during the revolution because my little, I don't know, fucking pistol is going to protect me against a bazooka or a tank or, you know, any other number of things that the government has access to. But you know what? You know what? The forefathers gave me the right to have arms and that's what I'm going to continue to have. Anyway, this is turning into a long <laughs> rambling thing, but she basically just said... Fuck the coronavirus. Do what you fucking want. Also, wash your hands and whatever. Live your life. And the terrible twist of fate is she ended up passing away from coronavirus. I mean, I don't think that's terrible. I think it's well. I mean, it's terrible. Deserved on some level. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. You need need Jesus. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's no. I mean, it's terrible because someone died. But I don't. Right. No one deserves to die. And I don't. I don't need her to die for me to know that I was right to begin with. Yeah. And now it is. Yeah. It's, that's what agree sucks. That. Um, okay. But that's like the situation that we're living in is we have people like that and then they do die and people are dying from this virus. And she's just, I mean, she was spreading false information and now her post lives in memoriam on her Facebook page. <laughs> and it's going to, it's, it dark. exists indefinitely because of, all of the screenshots that have, you know, that are now surfacing of it. But well, because it's just wild. I I mean Karen to Karen. <laughs> Full circle. You know? Um well people were never taking this thing seriously. At least Americans weren't. I mean, I think I made the point before that China did the right thing. They locked everything down, they sanitized whole cities and worked together and like yes, mm-hmm. there was a huge loss of human life, but so much was prevented by being so thorough. And like America has just mm-hmm. been such a fucking Oh, slipshod my affair. God. If I have one other, and I, I don't want to like separate myself, separate myself from white people, but if I have one more white person come up to me and say, I think China's lying about their numbers. <sighs> I think the Chinese government is actually letting a lot of their citizens die and everyone in China is suffering. I'm like, bitch, are you fucking kidding me? If people want to complain to me about a purported human rights violation in China, which is highly suspect anyway, I don't really buy that narrative... I want them to look me in the eye and give me a firm answer about how what's happening in Rikers prison is just and equitable. It has the highest density of infection rate in the entire country right now, if not the entire world. Do you want to elaborate on what that is for everyone listening? So Rikers prison is based in Long Island and the infection rate there right now is I think five or 6% because essentially prisoners are just held captive over 270 prisoners, I think, have been infected, and as many people who work there, and several have died already, and it's just... it's Is it mostly non-white people? Well, yeah, because, of course, disproportionately, people of color are jailed for nonviolent offenses. I mean, it's it's a real fucking mess, and um, long story short is if people are going to be xenophobic about the Chinese government purportedly covering things up which again i don't really buy i think it's just thinly veiled racism it's it's not even thinly Thinly veiled veiled. we knew about coronavirus like what in november december yeah but like conveniently we just just like can't talk about rikers in the media we can't talk about like how like 10 million people are filing for unemployment losing their health insurance and are now just going to be expected to foot the bill i mean like if you want to talk about how a foreign government was like trying to suppress information about this, yet you can justify living in a country where people can get into 70K of medical debt 
for contracting this disease. But they'll just work you're, hard and be you, fine. you have cognitive dissonance beyond what I or even a professional is prepared to help you work through. I mean, are you prepared to help people work through their cognitive dissonance? I'm prepared to have mindful conversations with people about how they shouldn't be talking about. I suppose. You know, fucked up shit. But like, <laughs> if you can, if you can, like, keep all of that straight in your head and still acknowledge that what's happening in this country to disenfranchised and impoverished people is fine, then like, go fuck yourself. Um, that's really that's all I have to say about that. I kind of lost my train of thought because I got worked up for a moment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what else is on the docket? I don't know. Just um, talking more about coronavirus, I'm sure, because that's all that we. Yeah, I mean, it's all. We can't really. Escape. Things are getting. I think we're at. Oh, are we over three thousand deaths in New York City now? I know in the country we've well surpassed like the death toll of nine eleven. Um, I'm just gonna pull up the New York Times quick because there were a couple of headlines I was kind of tooling around with when I was thinking about the. I know we're over a million cases worldwide. I think we're at one point two. Um, God. Yeah, I mean, it's... I remember when we were at, like, a thousand. Remember when we had, like, 17 deaths in the U.S. and, like, right-wing conservatives were like, this is a conspiracy theory, Ow. and now people are Hobby dying. Hobby Lobby can stay open. And God people are, like, us. dying in the streets now. And mm, I know. It's so dark. Oh, but we'll be, we'll be open by next week for Whoa, Easter. Whoa, we have over 2,000 cases in Wisco. When did that happen? Fuck, we just went into Cermak and experienced that shit. That's how it happened. Because nobody gives a shit. I shouldn't say nobody. It's either you don't give a shit or you are too anxious to leave the fucking We have house. over 9,400 coronavirus deaths in this country. but 9,400? Yeah, but the New York Holy Times, fuck. which I have mixed feelings about this as a source of reportage anyway, but the New York Times is saying that like this is probably like massively underreported or massively underreported, which oh, I absolutely sure. believe. Because, like, think of people, like, dying in their studio apartments because no, they don't yeah. have health care. No. And it's those people who are most at risk and are more likely to just... Exactly. Yeah, How are exactly. we to know? Avoid going to the emergency room because, because they can't... They have to choose between suffering through it or going bankrupt. When I had fucking insurance back in August and was in the hospital for all of like three and a half hours for quote unquote dehydration and i've paid twenty three hundred dollars out of pocket for that bullshit yeah. i'm like fuck it if i got coronavirus i'm not fucking going to the hospital how in god's green earth i have insurance and i can't even afford this shit you know fuck. i don't i don't know how anyone does it um yeah i mean it's gonna get worse before it gets better i mean it's interesting because i feel like my timeline for returning to work physically has been just kind of incrementally been pushed back continuously. Which but is fine. The last thing we had kind of talked about was like returning to our physical location when the statewide um, quarantine, so Shelter to speak, was lifted. Place. Yeah, on the 24th. Safer at home. But that's, okay, so that's 19 days from now. Realistically speaking, it's do we think? Happen. Yeah, I don't. No, it's only going to get it for a second. It's only going to get worse. Um... Let's talk about maybe something a little bit more uplifting. Like Pete Buttigieg. Can I just, just want to say fuck Pete Buttigieg. Remember that picture of him in the Lego aisle with that like nasty ass depression beard and Chastin Buttigieg being like, look who I found. In the... Wait, we already talked about this. Didn't we already bully him a little bit in the first episode? What, episode? like that was enough? Time is really blurring. You said to me the other day... I asked, I was like, when was the last time we recorded? Like, two, three days ago? And you're like, like, David, it was a week. And I was like, what the fuck? 
Um, but to me, I'm just incredibly aware of the time that's passing since I have... You have more of a structure. I, I really don't. I just kind of have to, like, wake up and feed myself and shower. And play Animal Crossing for more time. And worry about gaining You need weight. another game. I need to... I, here's the thing. I, I think I'm finally at peace with, like, gaining a little bit of quarantine weight because I'm hell-bent on losing it once I get out. <laughs> um, Why don't you also just, like, let yourself live during this fucking quarantine? Yeah, I think you I'm feeling less bad about just, like, eating whatever. the wrong way, but, like, what are you supposed to do? I know. You're not I allowed know. to leave. I mean, you shouldn't leave. Well, again, I said something really snarky to my friend Ryan when we were talking about productivity. And I was like... I, no, I wasn't being snarky to him. I was just like, the idea of productivity is made up to shame us into like exploiting ourselves for money. And that's why I don't feel bad about collecting a paycheck and playing Animal Crossing. In fact, I feel fucking fantastic right now. Yeah, fuck you. Um, God, I need to shut the fuck up. Yeah. But like... You're just talking out of your privileged ass. I, I think I'm aware of my position though. And I think I'm doing my best to like... And yet you're still unhappy. I'm not unhappy. I think my mood's in shift just because any sane person is going to feel a lot of complex, abstract feelings in a situation like this. But for the most part, I like, I got, I got my beta blockers back. My dosage just doubled. I don't really have much to complain about. <laughs> I guess in three or four hours when you are Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, I will just remind once that us. stimulus check hits, none of us are going to have anything to complain about. Am I right, ladies? Oh my god, I'll never complain about the government again. Um, It's just going to car insurance. My friend Nick. Going to car insurance when I shouldn't even be using my car. My friend Nick on Twitter made the point that come September, like, everyone will have gotten these stimulus checks, which are piddly to begin with, mm-hmm. but you know whose fucking name is going to be on them? Donald Trump. He's going to buy the fucking election because everyone's going to be like, well, he gave us universal basic income in a time of crisis. How could you not vote oh, for him? Oh, please. And we're all going to shake our heads and be like, what can we even do about it? I'm serious. That's going to be a... If he is on the debate stage with Joe Biden, Donald Trump's going to be like, look at, look at what I did. I, I sent everyone $1,200 checks in the mail. And like, wasn't that enough for you people? Because what did Joe Biden do? He... Well, he died, first of all. He's, He's a hologram right he now. Might, he might as well be. <laughs> um... God, he's been a wall, and Donald Trump has also here's, been AWOL. Here's the problem with a fascist authoritarian like Trump. If you do anything even slightly left of center, by comparison to all of your previous actions, that makes you seem like a charitable, magnanimous candidate. So he can literally pull that card. Joe Biden will stutter and fail to complete one cogent sentence, God. and he'll he'll win the election by a landslide. I mean, it's such I a mean, thinly I told you he was ploy. Win. I mean, yeah. as much as I would take a fucking bullet to the brain for Bernie. He's not. It's just, I, I know. I mean, okay, you know what? I could be wrong. We we have a few primaries left. We have quite a few left. There are a lot of delegates left. There are, there's a lot of shit that could happen before we get around to Well, this. okay, let's talk We're about this. We're just in April. Let's talk about the fucking Wisco primary on Tuesday. What a fucking nightmare for those of you at home who don't know and this was information that you say wisco can you just say wisconsin Wisconsin. i'm sorry i like i like slang i like to be we're from wisconsin david (laughs) or we live in wisconsin i want to i want to distance myself as much as possible from the state officially known as wisconsin (laughs) um i don't live in wisconsin i live in milwaukee i live in Uh, milwaukee it's better but i think like three days ago i found out that 
Milwaukee downscaled from 180 polling stations to less than a dozen. I think approximately 10 at last count, last I heard. And, like, obviously, we already got our absentee ballots and sent those in. We did our due diligence. But, like, think about how many people haven't or, like, haven't had the resources to do that. People who don't have internet to request one. I mean... And oh, it's just really right back. Oh, God, you need to go to a chiropractor. I need to just. <laughs> I need to just you need a new body. The ground. <laughs> um, but done. like, talk Speaking about of due diligence. I lived my twenty-three years. I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah, God, just take me now. Yeah. Um, but like, what a thinly veiled form of voter suppression to expect that 50,000 people can make it through 10 polling stations in 12 hours or whatever the window is it it's disgusting it wasn't it's disgusting and so deliberate but, especially in a city that's 40 percent minority like when you look at the demography of it it just really makes me it is voter <sighs> suppression it's i mean i have complicated feelings about it it's difficult because had we enough foresight we could have prevented much of that and ensured that everybody had an opportunity to vote but what we've been on lockdown for two weeks officially now maybe a week and a half two weeks god i fucking don't even know three i'm coming up on week four well you're coming up on week four i'm just now wrapping up how much has the state been on official like shelter in place maybe two weeks it's two right yeah so, um, I mean, if we had done that a month ago, I'm sure there would have been a difference. Well, what they should have done is they You know, we have... just need a goddamn app, really, is what we need to do. Oh, we want to get into that Iowa caucus business all over again. Okay, not like that. <laughs> Shadow Corporation, funded by Mr. Buttigieg. God. God. This it's... isn't even a joke anymore. No, we live in this is dystopian. a dystopian novel. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, and I think the thing... Oh my god, Jinx. I wish I could... each other's Oh, honey. I love you so much. I love you too. (laughs) Got it on my... Can't run away now. No, everyone knows. Um, but, like, the thing that I wish I could convince myself of is that this is all just, like, owing to human error and just even, like, blunt stupidity, but, like, the more depressing thing is to realize that this is pretty much by design. Oh, this is not... This is entirely intentional. All of it is intentional. I mean, minus the coronavirus. I mean, the reaction to coronavirus was entirely intentional and still remains, so we're just going to let poor yeah. people and old people die. Because why not? I, I don't... It's the perfect... This is literally... If I were a conservative... You'd be happier just, than a pig in This shit. is like... This is everything I would have wanted. Yeah. Because this is just eliminating the poor people and the old people. Uh-huh. So these are the people who are no longer quote unquote productive for society. Fuck you and in the eyes of I'm gonna get mine. Right. Yeah. It's just like, oh yeah, they can die because they don't pay taxes or they don't work as hard as me or you know what? Fuck it. I don't really care. And mm-hmm. like that's the type of reaction we're getting from this government is just yeah. let them die. I mean, it's just so frustrating. I don't know if I articulated it in quite this way last time, but like looking around and seeing the excess of wealth and resources that we have available to us in this country and knowing that on a material level, we have all the means to make this a just, fair, equitable society where everyone can have enough, each by according to their need. And our government is piloted by the stupidest, cruelest people on the face of the earth who work deliberately Mm -hmm. to avoid all of that. Mm -hmm. And it's so... Well, because they profit from it. 
Yeah, exactly. We need to eat Zuckerberg. Nothing new happens under the sun. <laughs> um, <laughs> Fuck Zuckerberg. Yeah, his um beady, beady little eyes and his shriveled little husk of a body. He's obviously made some kind of Faustian bargain. I was going to say that. Yes, <laughs> Satan him. Pegging at night. Yeah, Herr Faust, would you like a <laughs> Facebook for mm. your troubles? God. I mean, I'm just so... And the people who are defending billionaires. I think ah. something something happens to your soul after you make a certain amount of money. I think it has yeah, to. Yeah, it disappears. You have to make... On a psychological level, if not a spiritual level, you have to make some kind of bargain with yourself to say, I can have this much while others can have so little and that can be okay with me. Yeah, what is it just... It just fucking sits there and doesn't do shit. I mean, part... Part of it is, is he's got a lot of money that's not liquid, or so like he's got right, assets. assets. So I mean, to that I can understand. Sure, whatever. Not like he has a right to own it. I'm trying to say is, if I had millions or billions just sitting in a bank, how could how the fuck could I just like sit on my couch knowing I have all that money just sitting in a fucking bank, not doing anything, and like live my life and be okay with that? And just be like, yeah, oh yeah, people are starving to death. Cool. Yeah. It's... Oh yeah. There's there there are all these people who don't have insurance and are going through medical traumas and have to use GoFundMe for fucking survival. Oh yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I, I just have, heart... a, I have a I have a billion or two just sitting in a bank and whatever. I think your I... heart has to rot. It's a game. They they yeah. lost touch with reality. He who dies with the most toys wins. I suppose. I've said it before. Um, I mean, it's just it is just a game. People lose touch with reality, lose touch with the fact that people die and are dying because of wealth gaps. Yeah. And you just gasp because you open your phone to a new article. No, sorry. I just, I forgot that Boris Johnson had coronavirus. Uh, um, but finally. He's, been, he's been admitted to a hospital, so maybe, Cause maybe good will come of this yet. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I'm trying to see if there are any other... Biden, you know oh, Biden what? for sure. If Biden has it, that just means that Bernie's the nom. Which, like, I wouldn't be... No, I... they're gonna they're gonna try and shoulder in Cuomo. I think that's how you pronounce Who? his name. Andrew Cuomo? Where, where the fuck did he come from? That's the thing. The Democratic establishment is so bent on kneecapping Bernie that they would it's rather... They would rather just, like, come up with some random fucking asshole at the last moment. I wouldn't be surprised if fucking Hillary Clinton threw her hat in the ring again. What a bitch. <laughs> I hope she gets scabies. You go, Hill Dog. <laughs> <laughs> scabies. Oh, throwing it back scabies. to my freshman year of college. Oh, my God, you. Yeah, it was pretty miserable. God, David. <laughs> no one needs to hear that. I'm an open book. <laughs> oh, my God. I've gotten into some fucked up shit. Come take a shower. Um, I, <laughs> no amount of showering can make me clean. Stop it. On the level I need to be. Thank God. Um, we have a couple minutes left. Maybe we could... Do we really? Has it really been that long? In seven minutes, we will be at the 45-minute mark. Which and I is think where you want to be. Yeah, yeah, I think it, we can keep it light and um, fun-hearted. We should have planned this better because we could have had like a question. Although, I don't know how much I feel about like audience interaction. And... Last time I fucking floated something out to Twitter, no one said jack shit. So well, my friends don't are take this the wrong way, but fake ass motherfuckers. You what? don't have that much reach. I don't. I'm not. I'm you not hurt like, by that. I'm realistic. And well, like, I have three hundred. I don't really have that much reach. Yeah. I have like 
maybe like in the babyest region. I just thought that maybe some of my friends would be interested in hearing my silly little podcast. I'm just kidding. Well, fuck you, David. <laughs> I'm such a motherfucking um, asshole. These people are going to learn who I really am, and they're going to be like, oh, God, maybe maybe I'm glad I haven't seen them in a couple of years. Yeah, and I'm stuck, so. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't want to do this with you anymore. <laughs> um, we make it work. So, yeah, live on, live on podcast. Um, maybe we can talk about things we're looking forward to in this coming week, because you just finished a drawing, so do you have any new like, prospects? I've been thinking about what I want to do next. Um, I need to do more studies. Um, so I'm going to be working on... I want to make... Here's the thing. I'm tired of feeling like I have to finish a drawing a week. And granted, I haven't been doing that in the last couple of weeks because of so many drawings that I started and didn't finish because nothing was sticking, nothing was feeling right. Um, so now I want to get to the point where I work on pieces that are larger than I've usually been working on and I want to experiment more with uh, my mark making and graphite application because I spent so long building value with my 0.3 fucking mechanical pencil my 0.3 millimeter and I'm just I love it it is very therapeutic but it's also I want to try some new stuff I'm going to try working differently and working larger and i'm going to i saw this beautiful twitter thread and i don't remember um the artist's name um but he was talking about value structure and just the way that he broke it down i was like man i wish i had known that like four years ago three years ago i wish i had graduated with that knowledge because the way that he distilled that information and this is granted not going to apply to everybody so i can sort of understand why institutionally it's not something that we learn but it applied to me because of i have a sort of semi-realism realism um uh, affect about my art and so i wanted to keep that and so anyway reading that was very helpful and illuminating and i'm excited to try learning with those perspectives in mind versus the trial and error sort of mentality that I've been going on and trying to understand value structure just based on doing more and trying everything out. Now I'm going to like analyze it better from this artist's perspective and the information that he divulged. So I'm excited about that. So that's something I'm looking forward to. I don't really know what it's going to be, but I'm thinking it's going to be something spooky. And it's going to be something potentially religiously inspired. Uh, maybe some sort of cultism because that's what I'm feeling like is happening these days. Um, we do live in Maybe home. I'll put Joe Exotic in there and make a cameo. Um, yeah, I know. I thought we were done with him. Lord bless my heart. I wonder how his lawsuit's shaking out. I, I wonder really, how his like, infection I think about shaking Dylan out. all the time. I'm he, always just like, yeah. I hope Dylan's okay. Dylan deserved better. Well... He learns a lot of lessons, I imagine, from this whole thing. He's just... He'll come out on the other side unscathed and maybe better off for it. That's the hope, anyway. Potentially. How long does a divorce take? I don't know. That's a good question. Anyway, what are you looking forward to? What are you up to? Mm, I think one of the things I need to be more... One of the things I just need to, like, nut up and do is make myself a schedule... God, because otherwise, please. we both know what I do. I wake up and I make espresso. I'm a little bit you like... pout. I pout just for like the first 10, 20 minutes. Are you fucking kidding me? Can you give me the benefit of the doubt? 
I'm trying to paint a portrait. Oh, yeah, you're painting quite the portrait, let me just say. Um, I weep softly into the kitchen sink. Softly? (laughs) Soft, I don't even... (laughs) You can hear me from the other room. Sweetie! I know. (laughs) Come Um, give me dopamine, because I don't have any. But what I need to do is just nut up and make myself a schedule. You need discipline. You don't have any. I have discipline, it's just not organized. If everyone could just see that look that I'm giving you, where's your discipline? (laughs) No, but I'm not like, trying to talk shit. I'm trying to help you. I, I finished reading Brave New World. I got halfway through the plague. I learned a new piece on the piano. But, like, my efforts have been so, like, disparate. Sporadic. Sp- that's the yeah, thing. If I just is. said, I'm going to spend an hour every morning reading, I would get shit done. I would, like, be plotting well, If you had books. a time you woke up at, as opposed to but like half that, an hour after I wake up, whenever I wake up. Yeah, but, I mean, even that's still pretty consistent. Between 8.30 and 9.30, I'm out of bed. And that's fine I for me. I don't know about that. And we go to bed around the same time every night. Anyway, if you want to ask me what I'm looking forward to, if you want to sorry. take a vested interest in my well-being... I can stop talking shit about you on pod. I appreciate that. I want to come from a place of love and compassion. <laughs> Remember, <laughs> we're going to collaborate. Loving language! <laughs> um, I think I'm looking forward to making the most of it. I think for the first... No, 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 no. Hear me out. I think... I was really having a tough time at first because the first week or so I really loved like being fucking lazy. Second, third week I was just kind of like floundering around because I was like I'm I'm gaining weight. I don't really feel motivated. I'm kind of sad. And now I think I've kind of after this weekend I've kind of started to break through. And I'm like you know what yeah. I don't know how much longer we're gonna be in this, but like I'm gonna keep a cheerful front no matter what. And I'm just gonna I'm gonna try to get something out of it. And so like. I would like to finish my book. I think that's one of the things I want to make a marked effort to do. And I've kind of been like half-heartedly reading through this Rachmaninoff prelude. My issue is I was working on... Your hands aren't big enough. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Not big enough for these dick and nuts. Oh my God. Um, Well, I was working on the Bartok Romanian folk dances. And I do really like those pieces. They're really cute and charming. But I just, for some reason... They weren't quite scratching that itch. So I don't know if I'm good enough to get through this Rachmaninoff, but I think there are and certain things are I can... Think that I don't know if I am. No, you are. You can anyway, do it. There, there are some really hard runs. You can do it. Some really big old chords. But what the fuck? There, there are parts I can sight read through, and it's like not that big of a deal, but then there are other parts that are just kind of a lot. So anyway, my point anyway, being... Yeah. Regardless of how long it takes me to learn the piece, I think there are things I will take away from it. I think I'll be a better piano player for it and i think i need to i think i need to look at it less from the angle of like i need to learn this whole piece and play it perfectly and more so like if i can get through it like what what skills can i improve like what aspects of my playing can i make more sophisticated yeah um so yeah i think if i really had to boil it down like i just want to just want to make the most of this and by the girls time i get back have to have fun girls just want to have fun man yeah I love your hair. <laughs> oh my god, I'm bald. <laughs> uh, any closing thoughts? None, I don't think. Alright, stay safe out there and... Fucking wash your hands, Karen. Um, don't, don't spend your stimulus check on rent. Get yourself something really opulent <laughs> really and ludicrous. I really want an iPad, which is so dumb. Get yourself an iPad and what do I need? What have I been complaining about? You got... I don't know. You have a fucking iPhone on your wrist, so I don't know what the fuck you need. I think I have everything I need. I think I'll probably just... Maybe a different violin? You keep talking about upgrading that? No, I think I'll probably just save my money and pay off my credit card and be done. You can buy me an iPad. 
And with that, um, see you on the other side. That's not something we should say. Oh, that's a little bit bleak. Okay, we'll see you next time. It's not goodbye. It's no, just see you next time. That's just gay. Inviting all our friends for a little digital fireside chat. Oh my god. Um, we need to wrap this we'll up. We'll come up with a quip later. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.